Welcome. Now, in recent times, we've seen a raft of stimulus measures that are really prompting increasing new build activity. We've seen home build and a whole series of others that are pushing up activity in that new build arena. And again, this is okay, but where the challenges arise are if you're relying on bank borrowings to build a property, then we are have seen, and we've seen for quite some time, some potential variations between the contract price and the bank valuation. So to discuss why this might be the case and what you can do about it, I'm joined by Kieran Clare from Bricks and Mortar Media, who's had been a very successful professional value for over two decades. So welcome back to Real Estate Talk. Thanks, Pushy. I've had to take a break from my very successful valuations to, to spend time with you, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear, mate. No, you've. Uh, but what, what I love about what you do is that you're active in the industry, but now in what you do from the media, you actually give us much more objective and independent views of that. So uh, that actually holds a lot more water to me, mate. So, uh, which is great. But, uh, mate, uh, digging into that new build subject for a minute, uh, why are we seeing bank valuations on new builds uh, come in below contract price? Yeah, it's a pretty hard call, this one, Bushy, because um, what's drummed into you as a valuer straight off the bat is that, that cost never equals value. Um, I mean, the idea is that when someone comes to buy a finished property, and that's what the bank wants to know the valuation is based on, um, they don't care what you paid for it. So uh, <laughs> so those two, it, it's not simply a matter of adding land and, and improvements together. The number one thing I, I think is the problem is that um, the sales evidence you're required to use as a property valuer on new builds is that secondhand sales market. So the banks are coming along and saying, look, we're not interested in hearing about contracts on land. What we want to know is the houses just down the road who are maybe six or 12 months old that have sold from one first buyer to the next buyer. Um, what are they trading for? And a lot of those sales don't really factor in that new house premium, that new car, new house premium that we often talk about. Because there is something about walking into a new home that you will pay a little bit more for um, that isn't picked up in that sales evidence. So I think that's where a lot of the gap comes in for, for that sector. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good um, description of that, mate. Uh, uh, given that scenario, though, what sort of strategies do you think home builders can adopt to uh, overcome or at least uh, mitigate that? Yeah, sure. Look, there is probably a couple of things you can do. And then there's a couple of things you can accept. It sounds like some of those Irish blessings you hear about, isn't it? Like it's things you can change, which you can't accept, blah, blah, blah. In any <laughs> event. So one of the things you need to accept is that um, perhaps it's going to be tough to, uh, to find good sales evidence that's going to support your contract. The value is going to be tied uh, to that, which means you do have to find yourself with a bit more deposit perhaps, or give yourself a bit of a financial um, safety net just in case that valuation isn't coming up. But the other thing you can, you've got to try and do is avoid overcapitalization. Maybe have a little bit of a think about what you're constructing, uh, the degree to which you're spending on the property and whether that is going to stack up in the area. You don't want to have the gold taps uh, at a valuation. Um, you want the same sort of taps as everyone else has got. Another, I mean, playing into that, you know, if you're going to put in a pool uh, as part of your construction, uh, but could do that maybe down the track and not include it as part of the, the valuation itself, you might find that that pool overcapitalization can be pushed down and out of the way out of the finance side of things. And maybe you can take care of that in a couple of months time when, um, 
when uh, a good friend's going to lend you $30,000 to finish off that work. So, uh, Bushy, have you got... No, don't worry. I'll ask you afterwards. <laughs> so, I've got a so, swimming pool in my back pocket, mate. Don't worry. Oh, about there you go. If you just bring a shovel and some concrete, we'll be right, mate. So, so you know, have a little bit of a think about those things that are maybe um, where, where the cost of putting them in is not commensurate to the value they're adding to your property and see if you can work your way around not including those in the initial valuation. And you know the other thing that I think you can do? Have a chat with your builder. I mean, if you're in this situation where you get a valuation, you're relying on the finance and maybe there's a little opportunity to have a talk to the builder about, well, where can we shave things here to make, to get this over the line? I wouldn't be too shy at that stage about trying to work with them to, to come up with a solution. Yeah, really good thoughts. I, I One of the analogies I heard, which you, you, you've probably heard a thousand times, but, uh, you know, if I go and buy uh, a Holden Statesman, I'm probably showing my age now because they've been out of production for years, uh, versus buying a, a Commodore, uh, when the valuer rocks up, he just sees a Holden. And uh, he's going to value it as a whole, whether you paid for the, the statesman price or the Commodore price. So uh, it's, that's ex exactly what you're talking about there with the potential overcapitalization. It's recognizing that uh, it's going to, it's not what you paid, it's how it compares to what everything else is sold of a similar nature. So um, that's right. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll see that often as an example when people are building in uh, locations which stack up. Uh, to big spend. So inner city locations, small blocks, and there's a lot of multi-million dollar houses around, you can probably get away with spending 30K on a pool and it adding 30K to your build. Do the same thing in maybe an outer suburb where people are paying four or 500,000 for a property, won't stack up quite the same way. Yeah, brilliant thoughts, mate. I uh, always love your insights, Kieran. Uh, you, um, uh, you've given us some good thoughts on what our expectations need to be if we are going into build and, and why we might be seeing some of the valuations. So really appreciate you spending some time with us today, mate. Not a problem, Bushy. Anytime, sir. Thank you, Kieran. So stay with us for more after the short break. You're here on Real Estate Talk.